I'm Sydney. And I'm Julie. And this is Restaurant and Retail Revelations. time, Julie? I think it's that time, Sydney. That's right. It's time for another episode of Restaurant and Retail Revelations, a podcast featuring restaurant and retail experts and their industry takes, all made possible by Revel Systems, the leading cloud-based point-of-sale provider in the market. In this episode, my co-host and I are revisiting a recorded conversation with Mike Nettles, who is Interim Chief Technology and Digital Officer for Zaxby's. We'll hear from Mike on the resurgence of drive-through as king in the quick service and fast casual restaurant industries. Mike brings with him tons of rich experience in this space from a career that includes tech leadership positions at really big brands such as Papa John's and Panera Bread Company, among many others. Every time I hear Mike speak, uh, I have an immediate compulsion to grab a pen and start taking notes. I couldn't agree more. Mike has so much knowledge and I really love his perspective on drive-through in particular, which is something most of us have experienced but I would say wouldn't necessarily consider a tech innovation. Stick with us to hear from Mike on how this classic fast food concept is reclaiming its throne. Here's Mike. I am going to talk a little bit about impact of COVID, but not the impact of COVID speech that you probably have all heard ad nauseum. We know that the business... Uh, the restaurant industry in particular has been in crisis. We've read all the reports, all the gloom and doom. You know, I'll tell you from my own connections in the industry, it, it's it's really a tale of two cities. I, I think there have been many chains that have taken this as a clarion wake-up call to uh, update their technology, to update their guest experience model, to uh, add in drive-through or curbside when they never even tried stuff like that before. And then there were other companies who, you know, literally saw it as an opportunity to uh, take some of their war chest and actually buy up some of their biggest competitors. So you're going to see a lot of M&A activity, I think, kind of coming out of this. And ultimately, you know, I think there's probably a theory for some time that the restaurant space may have been a little overbuilt. Um, You're going to see some consolidation, but in a very positive way, because it's going to trigger a need for brands to get even more differentiation. And I I like to use quotes a lot of times, but, you know, one of the things Papa John's really taught me was that every crisis really has a hidden opportunity behind it. And, you know, one of the uh, famous generals that gets quoted a lot of time in sales related type of things is Sun Tzu. And he said something that really kind of applies to the hospitality space. And that's that opportunities multiply as they are seized. And I'll tell you what I think COVID is really going to lead to. And that is this simple truth. Drive-through and all the, uh, you know, permutations that it manifests itself is king all over again. You know, I'm kind of a history buff as well. So I actually have looked pretty deep into the evolution of drive-through and where it kind of came from. And, you know, it really got its, 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 uh, its foot in the door, I think, with QSR and quick service in general in the late 1960s. But if you had a time machine and you could go back and make bets back then, 
you know, there were a lot of people in the early days. Drive-through was tried at, at Burger Chef and early McDonald's and Burger King. And, and many of them didn't really stick. They said, this is never going to work. The cars are way too big. They produce way too much pollution. People smoked a lot back then. And so they felt that was an unpleasant experience for the restaurant. There were a lot of naysayers that said, no, 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 we're going to double down on dine-in service. It's all going to be about dine-in on the fast. And, and you know, drive-through is just a passing fad. It's 70% of sales for most chains now. So there were a lot of naysayers early on that thought it wouldn't grow. And yet it not only did grow, but it took off entirely in a new direction. So from that perspective, you know, one of the things to think about is during the lockdowns and the quarantines, restaurants with drive-through and curbside actually were able to react rather quickly and say, hey, our, our dining rooms might not be functional but we can stay fully plugged in and service the needs of the guests. In fact, between April and August of 2020, drive-through visits jumped over 45% across all customer segments. And I wanna uh, point out to you that has continued even after some of the COVID, coronavirus uh, restrictions and dining-in restrictions have started to raise. Drive-in or I'm sorry, drive-throughs are busier now than they have ever been before, particularly in casual, quick casual, and low average check categories like QSR. So what you're seeing with brands like Qdoba and Chipotle and McDonald's and Checkers and Shake Shack, and the list goes on and on and on, is really this big move to digital drive-through. It's a, it's a variant of rapid pickup, which uh, we actually pioneered when I was at Panera. You order and pay ahead, and at Panera, you basically run in the door, and there's a little set of cubbies there, and you grab your food, and you're off and going. Well, curbside kind of was an evolution from that as well, where somebody would run the food out to you. But what you're seeing are operators figuring out how to do digital drive-through. You order ahead. There's a lane that's very much uh, marked off for you. It's specialized for you. I actually saw a concept not too long ago that has a, a barrier bar, kind of like you see it one of those automated car washes and you're issued a special loyalty tag and that tag gives you access to the, the, the speed lane. It'll raise up the arm and let you go right through and they're already notified that you're there. It's, it's like the next level up from straight geofencing from a mobile app. It was really, really cool. But the reality is that people are now starting to expect this. As consumers start to see these things multiply and that becomes part of the differentiated experience, they start to follow that experience to the ultimate level. I won't go any place that just has an old school drive-through. And in fact, you're seeing some other emerging models start to happen. I, I found this pretty fascinating. I was talking to a PE firm not too long ago that uh, basically were saying there's this mass movement right now in store level architecture to really spruce up the back of the store. And think about it. Every time you've been in a drive-through for the last 25 years, What's the most common thing you see in the back of the store? It's where the trash cans are stored, right? That's where all the waste gets rolled out. Every once in a while, you see the guy rolling the bucket of waste between the cars to get to that little uh, walled off area where they're hosing them out. Trust me, I've worked in restaurants enough. That's not a pleasant experience. And it's not a pleasant experience for guests. There is a massive push to understand that for many guests, particularly digital guests, that expensive box with that expensive decor package they will never step foot inside of it again. Their entire exposure to your brand is digital on the front end through mobile app, website, watch, whatever the various things are that they're going to use to order. 
and the experience they have picking up the food, which may not even happen inside of the store, in most cases won't. And as a result of this, you're seeing a massive paradigm shift in this industry where the restaurant becomes a production center and the decor and the guest experience is actually outside of the restaurant itself. But you've got to find ways as a restaurateur now to integrate this digital drive-through experience, this digital pickup experience into the entire process. Because if you don't, what you're going to do is be adding friction to the overall guest experience. And anything that adds friction is one more way for the guest to say, I'm not going to do it here. I'm going to go do it someplace else. 30 years ago, drive-through was 10% of sales. It's now over 70%. 10 years ago, digital was 5% of sales for the industry. I know some categories that it may only still be 5 to 7% of the industry. But you now have many segments driving more than 70% of their sales via digital channels. In fact, when I was at Papa John's, my last 30% of sales were call-in orders. And we moved all those to a call center so that even those are going to be coming into the store at a digital level. And if you think about that for the POS business, the traditional POS business, order entries are not coming through the POS anymore. They're coming through a form of a POS, but they're all customer self-initiated. They're all digital. It's a very different world where the platform matters far more than the applications that reside on that platform. Because that integration and that ability to tie all those things together removes friction from the technology which allows you to completely remove friction from the guest experience as well. And that is the major point of differentiation for who's going to make it on the other side of this and who's going to be a significant player. And I, I got to be honest, I'm extremely excited to see it because so many companies saw this as a wake-up call and as an opportunity. They are going to be clamoring for technology help, technology know-how, and the people who can get there the fastest and the best are going to be the winners. There you have it. Drive-through is going through a renaissance and the platform behind a restaurant's operations is absolutely key. Yeah. See what I mean about wanting to take notes? Mike has great insights and I really love how he uses a consumer lens to explore how technology and elements like cleaning up the back of a store can dramatically improve customer experience and overall restaurant operations. Oh, so true. A big thanks goes out to Mike, of course, for his time and expertise. And I think I speak for the entire Rebel team when I say I learn something new from him every time I hear him speak. While we're thanking folks, I'd like to add a thanks to our producer and marketing colleague, David Gamber, as well as Rebel's leadership team for their support of this podcast. To our wonderful listeners, thank you for joining us today. We hope you come back for great content from our guests. To make sure you never miss an episode, feel free to like and subscribe to Restaurant and Retail Revelations. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.